Hi, everyone. My name is Thurgood. Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. You in here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. Hello, I am the Eva host, Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo is the first real show of uh, the new year. I know we did a second show last week, last weekend, I think on the first or second. But this is the first real main show of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and happy Insurrection Day. How, how was your Insurrection Day? Well, considering I'm British, uh, <laughs> it means nothing to us. And I just carried on like it was any other day, Dean Simon. Well, to most Americans, uh, Thursday, this past Thursday, January 6th, was the year anniversary of America's darkest day, not darkest, but one of the dark days of American uh, politics when hundreds of pro-Trump rioters stormed the Capitol building. Um, you know, if you think about it, Insurrection Day, which is how the Democrats and uh, the libtard media is referring to it as, whereas the Republicans are calling it Peaceful Demonstration Day, um, <laughs> it's very similar. I was thinking about this. It's very similar to Guy Fox Day. Uh, you mean the the OG Guy Fox Day and not what we've turned it into? Well, hear me out. Guy Fox Day um, in the British observance is, is celebrating November fifth. You know, remember, remember the fifth of November, November, and it commemorates the failure of the Gunpowder Plot of sixteen oh five. So the Gunpowder Plot of sixteen oh five involved thirteen men, including Guy Fox, um, who plotted to blow up the House of Parliament in London. And they failed. So fireworks, which is a major component of uh, Guy Fawkes Day, as well as bonfires, represent the explosives that were never actually used by the plotters. And so every, what, every November 5th, you guys have big bonfires, you light off fireworks yeah, to commemorate party. the failure of, uh, of this, this insurrection. So if you think about it, I'm thinking we should rename Insurrection Day to something a bit more catchier, a bit more appropriate. Okay. Dumb fucks day. Dumb fucks day. Hello. Dumb but fucks will you day. Have, will you have what we have and you'll have like jacket potatoes on the fire and you'll like have marshmallows and everyone gets pissed on cider or mulled wine and then you just have some fireworks. Well, I'm thinking Budweiser, Cheetos. I don't know. No, that's too Macs. similar to, to uh, 4th of July. You've got you to have something a bit different. Well, there's definitely beer involved i'm sure oh yeah haven't really thought about the, about the food but every january 6 we'll light off fireworks to celebrate the failed coup attempt in which hundreds of so-called patriots proud boys 
and neo-Nazis wearing Camp Auschwitz and six million wasn't enough shirts uh, stormed the Capitol and uh, to try to overturn the election. And in this case, well, in this case, the fireworks will represent the pipe bombs that uh, were planted but never actually exploded by the uh, the plotters. Ooh, can we have some pipe bombs in honor of the fallen heroes, Derek and Derek um, Eric and Dylan? From Columbine. God damn it. Why do you always have to bring up Columbine? Because their pipe bombs also failed. Yeah, but they didn't even they weren't even involved in uh in Dumb Fucks Day. Though they well, are been, dumb. They've fucks. been dead for a long time. But I think they would have probably liked it. <laughs> I, I wonder if they would have I wonder if they would have been part of the uh the storm. The storming of the Capitol. Eric Harris hundred percent would have been there. He Eric Harris I could actually actually see being one of the shamans. QAnon shaman. You know, I'm loving the political theater surrounding January 6th. You know, on one hand, you have the melodramatic Democrats solemnly marking the year anniversary of this dark day with speeches and vigils and prayers. You know, it's funny, the only Republican, well, the only two Republicans who attended the event was Liz Cheney, um, who is an active representative right now, and her uh, father, former VP Dick Cheney, all the other Republicans skipped the event for various reasons. Were they just like, well, I got something to do. I'm supposed to watch Netflix that day. Um, no, they were saying there was like a, I don't know, a former Republican senator who died. And they were like, oh, no, we all have to go to his funeral. Sorry. Um, but it, it's funny because so you got the Democrats solemnly, you know, marking the occasion. And the other hand, you have Republicans just downplaying the significance of the event, trying to recast it as a peaceful demonstration rather oh, than a violent insurrection. Oh, it was peaceful, was it? It was peaceful yeah. when they were going in and storming with <laughs> pipe bombs and weapons. And that was peaceful, was it? Had yeah. they been any other color other than white, it would have been the massacre the of January 6th. Day. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Tucker Carlson did a show, a special Insurrection Day show on uh, on Thursday, and he was saying that the attempt to overturn the election wasn't really newsworthy at all. Like, we should just move on because the president, presidential election was not overturned. You know, they kept the results. I mean, the Capitol, this is quote, quote from Tucker, the Capitol was not destroyed. The government wasn't toppled. No matter what you may have heard, not a single elected official was injured. So, you know, it's, it was barely barely a riot and if so if it is even if it even was a riot it was an embarrassingly tepid effort it was tepid well do you know what what about let's just move on from the holocaust i think we should just forget about it and just move on from it what about all the other major events in history let's just forget about them now all the world wars they're just they're just done and dusted tucker how tepid is it when 140 police officers were injured you know, there are several people, several police officers commit suicide in the aftermath of the incident. You know, how tepid is it when like 700 people are currently being tried for crimes? I'm amazed that they're somehow, you know, actually not somehow, but I think a lot of these people are not being tried for treason. You know, but they're being tried for trespassing. But, well, of course, we all know it's a shit show. They yeah. should just call it the dumb fucks at shit show day. I just think it should be dumb fucks day. And, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, who initially was just like, it was a terrorist act and he decried the whole insurrection, is now, you know, kind of uh, reverting on what he said and backtracking because he's a spineless sycophant. And he's like, oh, no, it wasn't a terrorist act. It was just a peaceful demonstration. He was on Tucker's show, I mean, like trying to like backtrack on it so he doesn't piss off President Trump. 
former President Trump. He's full um, of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The thing I'm wondering is how many of these tepid rioters do you think caught the flu Rona that day? Please tell me, D, what is the flu Rona? <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Actually, I don't even know if flu Rona was around. Rona was around, but I don't think flu Rona was around January 6th. But uh, this past week, Israel reported its first case of the flu Rona, which is a simultaneous coronavirus and flu infection. So everyone's already kind of shitting their pants, all these new variants every month. Well, now we're combining different uh, um, variants. So now you get the flu, you get the Rona, you get the flu Rona. They're, what are they saying? Uh, the Delmicron is the Delta variant the plus the Omicron. It's the Delmicron. Um, but yeah, the, the first flu Rona virus was found uh, in a woman a mother who uh, recently gave birth in a hospital in Tel Aviv in Israel. Uh, the young woman was unvaccinated, of course, and uh, results from the hospital detected the co-presence of both the flu and the COVID-19 pathogens inside of her. Who knows what type of mutation is going to emerge from her vagina? Do you know what mutation I'm going to catch? I'm going to catch the mambo number five. The mambo number five? The mambo number five is the uh, the mutation of the corona that I will catch. The mambona. The mambona. Oh, I've had plenty of mambonas <laughs> in my time. That's going to be nothing new to me. I'll survive that. You know, the flu rona actually has uh, relatively mild symptoms, and uh, the woman's going to be discharged soon. But, you know, uh, Israel announced that the country's in the midst of a fifth wave of the rona. Fifth wave. Logging more cases now because of the Omicron. And... Here's kind of a piece of irony if you think about it. Israel is currently reporting more than 4,000 new cases of Omicron this past week, um, which is a high that hasn't been seen since September. But Israel, according to many of the, uh, the people who stormed the capital wearing their Camp Auschwitz shirts and other neo-Nazis, is the home of the masterminds of the evil virus. So this is where the corona has come from, from Israel. The Jews. This is, a, this is something neo-Nazis and uh, many QAnon supporters have, uh, have been aware of quite some time. Um, and now, even other people, politicians, as well as CEOs of software companies, are now aware that the Jews are using the Rona to euthanize billions of people. They're weaponizing the There's always the fucking the Jews in it, mate. <laughs> They're just, like, so scheming. Like... If only we had 100,000 burning bushes just to chuck you all in. I'm all sure uh, I'm sure many neo-Nazis have uh, massive erections thinking about that. Uh, the the CEO or the chairman actually he's a tech com- he's the chairman of a tech company in uh, Utah. Um, Dave Bateman, uh, you might have heard about this guy. Uh, he stepped down as a, as chairman a day after he sent out an unhinged email to political <laughs> leaders, as well as like owner, the owner of the Utah Jazz basketball team, uh, spewing far-right conspiracy theories about the Jewish systemic extermination of billions of people. David lost it that day. He had just absolutely lost it. He replied all. You should just never do that, Dave. Well, it's He's great. The up. subject line of this email, which I wish they would print this email, uh, just said genocide. So this guy, a chairman of a massive software company, sends us out to, like, goes through his address book, sending it out to the owner of the Utah Jazz, as well as all these GOP officials. Could you imagine getting an email from this guy where the subject, subject line just says, 
genocide. Can I say that's like, I'm obviously, you know, my record came out on Drunken Sailor, who has lots of cool band names on it. It just sounds like the newest release from Drunken Sailor Records. Genocide. <laughs> genocide. Well, what's funny is it the, in the email began with, you guys are going to think I'm crazy after reading this, but hear me <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, you know what? Whenever your uncle Dave Bateman stands up at dinner and says, look, guys, I'm not racist, but you know it's coming. You know what's coming is the most racist thing you've ever heard. I imagine and Thanksgiving must happening. have been a blast at his place, uh, at the Bateman household. So he claimed that the COVID-19 vaccines and the virus itself are part of a nefarious plot by Jews to euthanize the American people. Just the Americans, no one else. The Jews just want to kill Americans from Israel. Well, I think he's saying the Americans, but I think uh, neo-Nazis claim that it's just, it's the world. Because it's all about world dominion with the Jews. Um, This is what he wrote. Don't get the illness and don't get vaccinated. The spike protein in both the vaccine and the illness are attacking the reproductive systems of women and will eventually erode the number of T cells in our bodies that can ward off infections. Because this guy is a scientist and a doctor. I trust his He, he sounds on like it. Master Bateman. Uh, he has many degrees. I'm sure he does. Master Bateman. Um, he says, I believe the pandemic and systematic extermination of billions of people will lead to an effort to consolidate all the countries in the world under a single flag with totalitarian Jewish rule. Is that the Israeli flag? <laughs> is that what he's getting at? <laughs> I'm thinking like, it probably what, is. As far as I know, the Jews don't have their own flag. He, he says, I believe the Jews are behind this. For 300 years, the Jews have been trying to infiltrate the Catholic Church and place a Jew <laughs> covertly at the top, which is echoing you know, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that have long been circulating in extremist circles. Um, but it's just hilarious. So it's like, oh, okay. So we're going to try to put a, a secret Jewish pope in place. For why? For how? And like what was happening for the 300 years before that? Before the Jews apparently turned evil against the Catholic Church? Yeah, the Jews have just been plotting. And every time it's less like, oh, we got this pope candidate here, Mr. Schwartz. He's got a big <laughs> nose. And all the, the All the other Catholics are like, you're not Catholic. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for you as pontiff. Mr. Pontiff Berg. Um, but you can imagine the fallout of this email. <laughs> the chairman of this tech company. Can you imagine all the shareholders like, dude, what the fuck? Sell, 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 no. A day after he used his Entrada.com, the company's called Entrada, the software company. He used his Entrada.com account to send out this crazy email. Um, the CEO was just like, a day after the, the email went out, Dave's no longer a member of the board, okay? Effective immediately. He's no longer a member of the board, okay? Um, Dave so, is yeah, in a Gotham asylum at this point for the <laughs> mentally insane. He's just gone there for a short rest, people, but it's fine. Your stocks are fine. But he sent it to the most random people, like uh, Governor Spencer Cox, Governor of Utah. Which is, this guy, I mean, Oh, my God, sort of... there's a guy called Governor Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Cox. Uh, but, Governor I mean, this guy, Cox. obviously, is an influential... A GOP donor. I mean, he donates hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Republicans um, every year. Cox got so much money. No, I'm saying uh, Master Bateman. Oh, Master Um, Bateman has the money. Yeah, I'm sure he donated to Cox's campaign. And uh, he he sent it to Ryan Smith, the owner of the uh, Utah Jazz, and Utah Senate Minority Whip 
Luz Escamilla. So he sent it to all these different people, all these like high profile politicians and businessmen in the area. And everyone was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Can you imagine the messages he was getting back if he was getting any messages back? I I, I don't know. I mean, I maybe he was drunk. Maybe he was just, I don't know, like enraged because of Insurrection Day. Like he was just like, you know, they're trying to call it Dumb Fucks Day now and I'm so mad it's a genocide. You know, I, I heard I, on knows? this podcast that they were ripping into me and I've just lost it now. Well, I think when he did, I tell you when he realized, you know, the the fallout and the uh, the aftermath of uh, what what he had done, uh, he then sent another email to everybody saying, "I have nothing but love for the Jewish people, but I have <laughs> my own <sorry>. theories." <laughs> <laughs> but what the reason I'm bringing this up is it's interesting to 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 see that why is it always the Jews that are being you know blamed? Why is it always the Jews who are plotting to take over the world? You know, this isn't the first time that a pandemic... And it won't be the last. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not the first time a global pandemic, you know, has been uh, blamed on the Jews. There's a historical context to all of these oh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, you know, um, the, 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 the tendency to blame the Jews for widespread misfortune dates back centuries. One of the oh, to earliest, the Romans. Yeah, one of the earliest recorded anti-Jewish conspiracy theories was written by... Uh, a Roman named Flavius Josephus. Uh, he says that, uh, according to the Jew hater Apian, who was a Greek who lived in Egypt, the Jews kidnapped a Greek, held him captive in a temple in Israel, sacrificed him, and ate him. So it's kind of like this is even the before the official blood libel conspiracy. This is a Can forerunner. I just say, me and the Romans are on the same page of cannibalism. Like, it's okay. It's, okay. it's all right. It's fine. Also, you know, let's not forget that the Romans probably did kill the most famous Jewish man in all of history. Well, I think they did, um, but they blame they that on the Jews too. Um, but they, but this is this kind of this this belief here that the Jews were sacrificing and eating people in their temples um, is the blood libel, which is the anti-Semitic theory that accuses Jews of murdering Christian children or other Gentiles in order to use their blood in their religious rituals. Um, the blood libel kind of, I find the blood libel hilarious personally, but uh, they, it, the blood libel typically claims that Jews require human blood for the baking of matzah bread, which is our, you know, we eat on Passover. So it's like kind of thin, unleavened uh, bread. Like it's like a cracker. Yeah, it's more like a cracker. It's, it's kind of like a saltine without any salt. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, for like most bread, you don't need any kind of, um, apart from oil. So in place of oil or the egg, they're saying you chuck in some blood. Yeah, well, I think the only way we can really make the matzah is with the blood of uh, Gentile children. I don't know if you knew it, this, but... How did the rabbi deal with the making of the matzah? Well, we'd have to round up some Christian children. It, it was very difficult, and I learned it That's why you age. guys moved around so much. So we had, That's why we had the blood libel sacks. We just put it on <laughs> them and brought them back, put them in a big blender. Um, but the accusations often assert that the blood of the Christian children is especially coveted. And historically, blood libel claims have been made in order to account for the otherwise unexplained deaths of children. So when children start dying in the village, it's the Jews it's using the Jews. them for their rituals. I like the fact that they say the Christian blood is the best type of blood. Why? I would like a deet. Is it sweeter? Is it just like, you know, more red? I just think is it's a way to explain that because, uh, you know, it's probably. In, yeah, Jews are evil. And it's probably in like Christian communities, you know, and throughout Europe. You know, it's just like 
they, they don't have others as much back then. I mean, now they do, but I think at, at the time it was always historically like Jews just lived amongst, you know, amongst Christian people and amongst uh, Gentiles. And we're just like, yeah, it's them. It's the weirdos with the temple. I'm sure if there were a lot of Muslims back then that lived amongst them, they probably would have blamed them too. Uh, but as a matter of fact, Christians introduced the blood libel to the Islamic world. So in 1840, uh, the French consul in Damascus, Syria, and some of the monks falsely claimed that a Christian priest in that city, Father Thomas, was murdered by Jews who used his blood in their, uh, to, to, for their sacrifices. The blood libel was also promoted by the Nazis. They loved to print anti-Semitic publications. Uh, they had one called Der Sturmer. <laughs> did they? I did not know that about the Nazis. This is my mind being blown right now. Are you telling me that the Nazis didn't like the Jews? Come on. Weren't big fans, believe it or not. No, that's a lie. But they had a publication called Der Sturmer, and they published a special issue on the blood libel in 1934. The front page just featured an illustration of a German boy lying on the table surrounded by Jews with long beards and earlocks, and they were all sucking the blood out of his body through long tubes. I know that, I know that picture. It's in my wank book. Well, I mean, how else are you going to celebrate the Jewish New Year? You know, that's what we do on Rosh Hashanah. See, it's words like Rosh Hashanah that make us all fear you. That's called the that's Jew. That's why. That's a Jew Sunday. We just like jam our tubes into into Christian children, just suck their blood, like a milkshake, it, like a Gentile milkshake. It's just amazing because like all these other Christians, are like oh my god, that's what they do. Oh, evil people! No one was just like, I really doubt they're all sitting around sucking the blood of German kids. Yeah, but we all know what the Catholics were doing. They were sucking the semen out of young boys <laughs> that they were supposed to be protecting. That's why they were like, yeah, yeah, that's what the Jews are doing. Uh, now go in the back and prepare my robes. But that's not master. evil. That's totally fine. I mean, Romans no, that's no totally problem fine. with that. It's yeah. fine to touch the young boys. They get a pass. <laughs> um, the claim that Jews are connected with the spread of disease, much like COVID, uh, is a second major strain of conspiracy theory following the blood libel. But this, so, you know, and it's still echoing today. I mean, literally, we had, you know, Master Bateman, who just sent out an email entitled Genocide, you know, saying that the Jews are responsible for the COVID. But this conspiracy dates back to the Middle Ages when Jews were blamed for plagues, including the Black Death of the 14th century. They would actually say that the Jews were poisoning all the wells to kill all the Christians in the, in the community. So the Jews are responsible for the Black Death. Okay. The, not yeah, rats. Not the rats. Yeah. The, but there was loads of conspiracy theories to do with the Black Plague to begin with before science prevailed. Like it usually does in the end, people. Yeah, Science but the one that prevail. but the one that's most credible is that the Jews were poisoning all the wells. You got to think though, like how big were a lot of people's IQs back in those days? There was only like I would say that eighty percent of the population was malnourished and dumb, dumb. I would say so it's living... probably the same level of intellect as neo Nazis today. Definitely, they're probably <laughs> descended from these people. You know, it's kind of funny. I was, reading, um, I was reading some article here that, you know, the whole Jews spreading disease conspiracy uh, was given new life by uh, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. And um, he was at a European Parliament uh, plenary in 2016 where he told the assembly that a rabbi had asked the Israeli government to poison Palestinian drinking water. And he received a standing ovation. <laughs> From the European parliamentarians. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and the chairman of the European Parliament at the time, German socialist Martin Schulz, called Abbas's speech inspiring. Well, oh, you don't say. After he spouts off this uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, um, you know, journalists looked into it and they found that there was no rabbi. I think the rabbi's name was Rabbi Milno. There was no rabbi. And uh, they called him on it, and uh, Boss admitted, you know, a couple of days later, okay, there wasn't a rabbi, but you know what? This is all symbolism, all right? <laughs> you know, this it was is, a metaphor. <laughs> that a was metaphor. like me talking about the story with the with me and the COVID tests on the second show. That was me. That was a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I mean, this isn't you know atypical to hear you know Mahmoud Abbas or other members of uh, of Parliament also. Um, you know, or uh, or other areas in the Middle East, such as Iran and Turkey, um, countries that are unfriendly to Israel and the Jews, uh, blame the Zionists for the epidemic. You know, for wait, wait, you're telling me that the Middle East doesn't like Jews, doesn't like Israel, the Middle East. Some Get countries, some countries have made peace. Some countries are amenable, but not Iran, and uh, definitely not the current Turkish government. Uh, but they blame Zionists for the epidemic. And uh, they warned people not to use the coronavirus vaccine because it was developed by Israeli scientists. But here's the here's the, here's the funny thing is it's kind of uh, and we'll get to this one of the many examples of inconsistency in their uh, mentality here. Iranian cleric uh, Grand Ayatollah Nasser Makaram uh, Shirazi, wow, well he done. said that using the Israeli vaccine is permissible if there aren't any others made by Arabs. So if you can't find one of the Arab-made vaccines, you can use the Israeli one. Just take a shower afterwards. But wait, wait, right, right. So Israel has created the virus. They've also created the vaccine. Yes. So um, <laughs> what do you do, lads? Like, do, you catch, do you catch the virus or do you take the vaccine? It's like blue pill, red pill. Well, I think part of it is they created the virus, but what's in the vaccine that they're giving you? What's in this virus, D? I don't know, but it's made by Jews, and it's probably got Gentile blood on that spilled into it somehow. It's all about Jewish world domination. And that's the <laughs> third major category of anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, Jewish world dominion. And this is part of uh, the, the famous document, The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which we have mentioned on this show before, but that was a Tsarist-era uh, forgery that's been reprinted for decades, still to this day. It's regularly republished and disseminated in the Muslim world and the West, even the UK. The, they, the, uh, they had to get an injunction to stop a UK bookshop from uh, selling it. Oh, that's not, I wonder, was it Waterstones? <laughs> no, I think it was, selling it. I think it was a bunker on the hill in Carlisle. Oh, what, do you think, uh, no, I, I only publish Mein Kampf up here, that's it. <laughs> The, the world's most interesting and best book ever written, Mein Kampf. Have you actually ever tried to read that book? Uh, mein Kampf? I mean, yes. I've, I've read excerpts. I've never actually read the whole thing. The, all I can say about that book is, is that Dune is a more entertaining and a better read. It is probably the most boring and hard to get through book I've ever, ever attempted. And is never it worse will than uh, Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre is an even better book. Jane Eyre is on the same level as June, as, <laughs> as more entertaining and better to read. Like throw it in the garbage. It's like it's like a Scientology. You wonder how these people can take a a fucking shitty book and take it so fucking literally, literally, literally. 
Yeah, no, they they take it extremely seriously. And that's the thing with, well, I think I can understand why the Protocols of the Elders of Zion speaks to a lot of people in the Muslim world. I mean, they're already, they already have this deep hatred for Jews, and this just kind of validates it because it's printed. It's like, oh, no, look how Jews have been evil for centuries, and this is it's the proof. It's in a book. This is the proof right here. Um, but white supremacists maintain that Jews you know, created the coronavirus to increase their control over a decimated population and to profit financially from it. And they spread this message, you know, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Reddit, oh, on John. Telegram, 4chan, Daily Stormer, Gab, 8chan. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, Did you Alex, say Telegram then? Like they're te- sending each other telegrams. No, Telegram's like, like a new, thing. no, Telegram is a new, uh, like, white supremacist uh, YouTube. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Are well, they, they also they sending get each other messages through the Pony Express? I'm, I'm sure they do. <laughs> you know, um, the little messages just say, fuck the Jews to each other. They just and do it just in Morse code. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, they have to kind of do this because uh, they get kicked off of like, you know, the regular platforms like YouTube and right Instagram and Reddit. So they find these like, you know, I, I probably, I guess more... Um, amenable platforms to their message or the ones that just, I guess, don't police their uh, platforms as, as assiduously as like YouTube does. You know, I don't think they have a algorithm that goes through and looks for, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theories and uh, racist hatred terms. So instead they use things like telegram and daily stormer is like a forum for Nazis. So they condone okay. that type of thought, you know? Um, but there's a, uh, a researcher with the Anti-Defamation League, Alex Friedfeld. Um, he said that extremists began promulgating the notion that Jews created the coronavirus in January 2020. Which is crazy, because that's like right in the beginning when the coronavirus even came along. Because did you know about the coronavirus in, like prior to January 2020? Uh, w- not prior to January uh, or to like really March, but I used to work of a, a, a lady and she went over to New York um, for New Year in January. So that what, um, 2019 was 2020. Yeah. And she was sat in a bar and uh, the, the barman was like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from North England. I live on the borders. And he was like, have you guys got that China flu yet? Is that China flu got to the north of England? She was like, what the fuck are you talking about? China flu is no, what, whatever. And then when she came back, it all like started to kick off really. And in March, we were in a lockdown situation. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of when. It's weird. I mean, we were reading about it because people heard about it in China. And there's the, uh, you know, that there's this like coronavirus, I think at the time. But no one, I mean, no one really knew what it was at that point. No one also knew the, uh, the effects it was going to have on people's lives in the next two years. I mean, it's still going. Just crazy. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that here's a here's a disease or a virus that was detected to be created in a lab in China, Wuhan, China. Yet the Jews are still responsible. A secret cabal of Jews really created it. Not the Chinese. You know, they 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 own the Jews own the labs. They employ the Chinese to make these uh these these viruses. That's how they all right. I thought it was created by a guy <laughs> eating a bat. I thought that guy had bat soup. And that's that's how we'd all come to this. Because, you know, when I see a bat, D, I think that fucking looks tasty and I'm going to eat it. Who paid him to eat the bat? Oh, you know, it was like a bet. There was a Jewish, an evil <laughs> Jewish man in the dark corner of a cafe said, I shall pay thee. Some I'll give you three shekels if you eat, if you eat that bat. 
you know. And, uh, you know, impoverished Chinaman felt the, uh, felt the evil thrall of the Jew, and that's how this all happened. So the most popular conspiracy theory here amongst the uh, white supremacists is that the Jews are using this virus as a means for profit. So they manufactured it and are going to take advantage of the market's collapse through insider trading. Because the, the market Jews own hasn't everything. collapsed. In fact, it's done the opposite. Well, it was in uh, 2020. There was definitely some issues with the market, and we were having. There was there was talks, but it actually didn't happen. The market it, didn't. It tank rebounded, but I mean, there was definitely, and especially, I mean, uh, you know, there was like uh, the media, like the film industry, restaurant industry, the bar industry. Oh yeah, but, I, mean, look at I mean, Bitcoin took a huge dive. exploded, mate. Oh, Bitcoin actually did explode, but then Bitcoin also went down. Uh, it was like around, I think now it's like 41,000. At the time, it was like 87,000. So it went down almost half. So there definitely was, you know, COVID has had a profound effect on the economy. Is it because the Jews are manipulating it? So uh, they, they can have societal collapse and they can profit from it? Probably. Um, but, you know, you, you think about this. You hear the white supremacists and, uh, you know, Arab leaders uh, promulgating these conspiracy theories, you're like, oh, who would actually believe this? Well, as a matter of fact, one in five English people believe the Jews created COVID-19 to collapse the economy for, na- for financial gain. Which five English people are you asking? Are you asking five English people in Scarborough who've probably never met a Jew? Are you asking like five English people in London where there's a heavy Jewish population? I, I, there's a recent study by a team of researchers at the University of Oxford that were looking into it. Oh, those toffs. Those toffs have never like been outside of money. They're probably the ones who started the coronavirus through their daddies. Well, some suggest that the virus was manufactured by the U.S. and Israel working together to target oh, China and Iran. Operation Paperclip times two. You know, uh, there was a guest on a Turkish state television news show that said Jews, Zionists, have organized and engineered the novel coronavirus as a biological weapon just like the bird flu to design the world, seize countries, and neuter the world's population. That's, that's the goal here, making more Jews. Oh, so you can kill off all the Gentiles, because there's so many of us, and then it, you can just repopulate. Uh, Swiss cult leader and preacher Ivo Sasek he is the founder of the Swiss-based group Organic Christian Generation. He's claimed in the past that Jewish conspirators are, are preparing to reduce the world's population to 500 million through a billion-fold mass murder, quote-unquote, coronavirus. And uh, during the current crisis that's happening right now, uh, they started disseminating flyers throughout Europe that claims the coronavirus is a biological weapon unleashed on the world by U.S.-based Jewish Holocaust survivor George Soros. This sounds like Charles Manson is still alive and that Helter Skelter is coming down fast, but it's coronavirus now. I would say George Soros is probably the most notorious Jew. I, mean, I, I don't actually he, know him. Do I know George personally? He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. And he, uh, he's, a, I mean, he's a billionaire. He's a, he's a philanthropist. He uh, donates to a lot of democratic causes, but he is, I'd say, public enemy number one to white supremacists. They, <laughs> public enemy first, number the, the first Jew that they bring up is Soros. To, to people See, who believe in conspiracy theorists and QAnon, it's Soros. Who's, Soros is number one. Hillary Clinton's number two. Oh, see, mine would have been probably Woody Allen. Number, I can't think of anyone more Jewy than Woody Allen. Can I you? wonder if, uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd say, I wonder if George Soros funded Woody Allen's movies. 
Well, if George has all this money, then I'll say yes. They're probably pals. They probably meet at the meetings. I'm not surprised that you and George and Woody haven't all had dinner together at the meetings. I'm not going to say we didn't. Austrian Austrian right-wing extremist Martin Selner, who's a member of the neo-fascist Identitaire group, um, he has like thousands of followers. He's also spreading the idea that the Soros Open Society Foundation is responsible for the COVID. And it's not just like these European far-right leaders and spokespeople. U.S. Republican congressional candidate from Los Angeles, Joanne Wright, also said the virus is linked to Soros and Bill Gates. Did she? Is she like currently like a governor or whatever? Well, she's not governor, you know. Is she no, she was running to be a re- uh, House of Representative uh, Congresswoman here in LA, and she was defeated. Yeah, good. I was about to say that's that's not going to go down well. Actually, it might go down well in California because there are little secret sects of uh, neo Nazis. I've seen them, Louis Farouk. Some white supremacists have celebrated the outbreak of the corona as an opportunity for their cause. They're saying it could destroy society completely, and on the ashes of it, they can build their white ethno-states. Here's Charles Manson again. <laughs> the white man shows on the ashes. But this God, is con- like he's never died. But this is the thing I find, I guess, confusing and hard to comprehend with the, the mentality of the white supremacists and the neo-Nazis. Other than their collective hatred of Jews... There's really not much consistency with these neo-Nazi groups, particularly online. I mean, they some of them deny the Holocaust ever happened. A lot of them do. Yet, they allow people in their group that say it did happen, and six million wasn't enough. So, I mean, you see yeah. these guys that completely deny the Holocaust, call it a hola hoax, but yet then there's <laughs> other guys that are wearing shirts saying six million wasn't enough, and they do, you- do think it happened. Do you not think it's like the kind of bikey world, though, that you'll maybe have like, you know, here's the devil's disciples, here's the hell's angels, here's the straight Satans. And yes, we're all rebels, we're all outlaws, we're all one percenters. But it doesn't necessarily mean that every club, every faction is going to have the same beliefs or even have to like each other. So do you think that's not the case? I think power in numbers is definitely part of it. But I also think they adopt rhetoric when it's convenient for their message. Well, that's what anyone who believes in any conspiracy yeah. theory does. Well, that's like, what QAnon does. If it fits their narrative, then they're going to like mix and match different conspiracy theories. So it's like, course, okay, we believe in Soros, so it's got to be the Jews that created coronavirus. And it's the the second you disprove them with like even any science based fact, they'll just pick another random fact to pull up and believe in. There's no like convincing these people otherwise. Well, you know, the hula hoax thing also I kind of find just very hard to believe because. Don't you think Hitler would have been really upset if they were denying his greatest accomplishment? But they were all very proud of yeah. the Holocaust. They kept they, they, they kept detailed records. It. They documented. They filmed it. I mean, it's it was something that they were definitely proud of. I mean, sure, it didn't go off. You know, they didn't complete the final solution, but they definitely did gave, gave it a good college try. Oh, they. Totally did. And don't forget, it wasn't just Jews that they were trying to kill in the Holocaust. They were killing the gypsies. They were killing anyone with disabilities, homosexuals. So don't you think think Hitler and the other and crew were flipping in their graves when they see these guys? Oh, no, it never happened. Oh, Himmler is crying over this. (laughs) Himmler is like, I did this. Albert Speer is like, I designed all the paperwork. It was beautiful. Like, there's just. No consistency 
in their their thoughts or their belief systems here. You know, um, a anonymous poster on the Daily Stormer forum, an anon as they call themselves, he was he was explaining this was in July 2020, uh, revealing the real viral genesis. He said, "Yes, okay, the coronavirus did come from a Chinese lab, but it was not created by the Chinese. The kikes get the credit for that one." It was the kikes. It's always the kikes. It's so okay. <laughs> they think that the Jews are working with China to make it. But what I don't get about it is why? Where's this like inflated sense of power? Why do why do the Jews have so much power? Why are they the puppet masters pulling strings, you know, to control world governments? I don't get it. Do you know what? Do you know what the real issue here for all of this is? It's it's men in it. <laughs> it's you know, it's, it's not, not men, a lot. It's not men. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jewish space lasers. Oh my God, lasers. she's a dafty. Uh, the Joanne go, Wright. It's just dumb boys. It's dumb people. Dumb fucks dumb day. People That's what I'm saying. I don't men. think it's just men. There's a lot of women that support this belief system as well. Spreading the you same conspiracy theories. There is and a song here and it goes, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Well, that's what these people are. Tough in the head, dumb in the head. So the red pill movement is something that's really popular uh, in a lot of these like white supremacist and uh, racist forums and racist areas of the internet. Is they, they, and you can find this on Reddit as well, find it on YouTube. They talk about the red pill as a form of awakening to the truth of white supremacist teaching and ideals. And it's a pretty common topic. And obviously it's referring to the matrix um neo you know who wants to free humanity from the matrix and he's given like the red pill which is a transformative experience leading you from darkness to light or the blue pill where you just kind of maintain the status quo um quick digression did you see the new matrix movie resurrection um i have heard how i've not i've not seen one person say it was good I'll just put it that way. I tried and, watching like, it. I won't like it. I just know I'm not going to like it. Like, come on, D. How harsh am I with films? I just... I, don't I tried I'm... watching it like, like three times. I, d- I eventually finished it, but I couldn't even tell you what happened. I was so bored. Yeah, I won't be watching it. I kind of get the general gist, and I got somebody to explain the ending to me. So I'll probably never see it. I wish there was a pill that would just take me to the end of The Matrix so I don't have to actually watch it. Yeah, there is a pill. It's called marijuana. <laughs> you can just have a bong day. Um, once you are red-pilled and you grasp the truth that's hiding behind the lies, there's no going back. And so um, two concepts, anti-Semitic concepts, the theories that, are, uh, that manifest only to those who have been red-pilled is uh, the fact that the Holocaust is a hoax, the Hola hoax, as they call it, um, they claim that uh, there's been a global indoctrination by Jews into believing that the genocide of the Jews actually happened, in which it didn't. It's brainwashing. Holocaust remembrance, brainwashing. The, Have these the people even seen occurred. Shoah? That's all I would say to them. I'd be like, I want you to go and watch all nine hours of Shoah, and then you come back to me and tell me if the Holocaust was faked. Well, what I don't understand is, like, what do you think the Jews built concentration camps? Did, a lot did, of concentration camps. Do you think the Jew, do you think the Jews and the Germans walked hand hand in hand to fake all that footage to were fake the Jews all those documents the Germans to, to fake kill all those clues? Like yeah. I've been to Auschwitz twice in my lifetime. If that's if that's a forgery, then that's an insane length to go to, and that's just one concentration camp. Are you they were discounting all, over. all the forensic evidence? Exactly. You have from the bones. 
And that, it's like you said, Hitler was so proud of everything they were achieving. They were, you know, going to be, they were going to take over the world. And these people are basically saying that, no, 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 they weren't as good as what they thought they were. Well, I don't know if the Germans are going to take over the world because the second core belief oh. of the red pill folk is that there's a secret cabal of Jews that rule the universe. But where? I don't know. They live on Mars or something. It's kind of like, and just to use a Marvel reference here, it's kind of like Thanosberg and the Bagels of Power. That's what you... I'm thinking, that they live in <laughs> Krakoa or somewhere. That they're on Krakoa with all their crystals. Slash, yeah, there's slash a Jew. Se- he's got all these different bagels. You know, I got my sesame bagel now, and I can control this. Here's my poppy seed one. But it, <gasps> I was hoping you were going to mention that, because my favorite is a poppy seed bagel. That is one of the bagels of power. <laughs> and that's what you use to control the world. And these people, like, seriously, I've been reading into it. I've, I kind of got infatuated with it on Friday night, spent hours looking into this. They have a whole alternative history where there's empires, kingdoms, and dynasties that have risen and fallen. Dominance shifted to one group to another. Jews always on top. Jews. I want to know what these Jews are. Never suffering financial failure. From medieval oh, kings to current prime ministers, CEOs, big bankers to small pawn shops, the Jews. The Jews were leading it all the entire time, the puppet masters. Because that's what they do. And so this is the new thing that the Jews are doing. They, you know, they went into, uh, you know, they went into a, a Chinese lab that they own, and they paid the Chinese to create the coronavirus. This is the theory that is pervasive across the dark web. Dark web. And, and the thing is that's scary about this is like prior, I'd say, to 2016, these theories existed. Obviously, these theories existed. These anti-Semitic conspiracy theories existed for hundreds of, of years. Um, but prior to 2016, you know, these red-pilled people kind of skulked away in the recesses of the dark web. Like, you didn't really know about them. I and mean, you knew these sites existed, but you never really heard about it much. You know, you didn't see... You know, uh, people marching through Charlottesville, chanting, Jews will not replace us, you know, with their little tiki torches. Uh, you didn't see um, presidents of, you know, the most powerful nations in the world refusing to denounce white supremacy. You Jeremy Corbyn see... making anti-Semitic statements exactly. in the UK. You know, you didn't, you didn't see uh, elected representatives, Marjorie Taylor Greene, talking about Jewish space lasers or CEOs and chairmen of companies like Dave, Dave Bateman sending out uh, you know, emails that say genocide, blaming the Jews for their calling Corona the Jew flu or the Holocaust. That's like a term that they call it now. And what's crazy about this is uh, just, just two weeks ago in December, dozens of flyers um, spreading uh, the, the conspiracy theory that the coronavirus com- pandemic was started by the Jewish community uh, were found in California, North Carolina. This is like December 20th. It's just recently. Uh, residents of Greensboro, North Carolina, Pasadena, and Beverly Hills uh, woke to find anti-Semitic messages placed in plastic bags weighed down in pebbles on their driveways. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Extra, and th- going to extra lengths there, boys. Targeting Jews and non-Jewish homes. Like, they did their research, found out where these people lived, invaded their communities, and in the middle of the, in the middle of night, put all these flyers out there. And the flyers began with the statement, every single aspect of the COVID agenda is Jewish. 
My main question, my main, my main question to these people who believe this are, okay, so let's just for one second, we'll, we'll say that the Jews started all of this so that all the Gentiles could die and the Jews can repopulate. Why aren't the Jews dying? If there's going to be a well, global pandemic, why aren't the Jews dying with us? They are dying with us. And lots That's of, what lots I mean. Of these people they are. Yeah, Everyone's exactly. dying from it. Everyone is dying from the coronavirus because it's a real fucking thing. Because these theories have no foundation. They aren't well, they thought don't. out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's distributed people with just blind hatred for someone without any kind of forethought to kind of give any kind of like factual evidence or foundation to what they're trying, what they're, what they're purporting here. That, I just think it's so crazy mind. that even in this day and age, people are so threatened by religion, which is basically all it is. They're threatened. I know like Jewish people are also a race, but at the end of the day, it is about your religion. And there is no religion on this planet that threatens me or my, the way I live my life. But I got to disagree. I don't are. think it's, I don't think they're threatened by religion. I think they're just, they're blinded by hatred. They, they have prejudice for a certain group of people doesn't really matter their religion. They just those are the t- the people that they hate. I I don't think they even know anything about the Jewish religion. Well, of course they don't. But it could have they could have chosen like a Buddhist to hate or a Hindu to hate, but they don't. They choose Judaism because they hate Jews. Hate. I, I don't yeah. even think it's the religion, and they know nothing of the religion. They they just hate this group of people, and it's it's just it's it's prejudice. And most people who do have and that that's the thing that I that I never I've never understood is indiscriminate hatred. I fully understand hatred. I can fully understand having hatred for someone who's wronged you. Someone who's personally wronged me, sure. I can understand hating that person. But to yeah. hate someone based on the color of their skin or their creed doesn't make so sense. I don't know these people. They've never personally wronged me. Why why would I hate them? You know, if if yeah, if, if someone drove over my cat, I would hate that person regardless of their skin color. Or of their of their religious beliefs, and that's the thing I've never understood about these people is just this indiscriminate hatred, and I think that is a sign of low intellect. Well, it's a it's a herd mentality. It is a scientific. It is an actual scientific fact that if you believe in conspiracy theories, you are lower in intelligence than the rest of people who don't, because you can't engage in analytical thinking. You can't look at something and think like how we've just been doing and go through it and be like, oh, this is wrong. And it brings up questions because these people just find other evidence for other things to support why they might be right. They're not analytically thinking. There's no so, critical yeah, thought there. It's a, there. It's a herd mentality. It's like it's a herd mentality blinded by prejudice. Um, so the group that's taking credit here for Bless the flyers them. is a group called GDL. They've taken credit for these anti-Semitic flyers and other anti-Semitic incidents such as banner drops that have been occurring across the country. I've never heard of them. I had to actually looked this up, but they're called the Goy Defense League. And at first glance, I was just like, is this a gay defense league? Because you, you don't think about it. It's like someone's using the word Goy. Most people don't even know what the word Goy means. You would have thought it's they would have gone Jewish with Gentile word. because Goy is only one, like, one vowel away. <laughs> like, Gentile yeah. makes more sense, doesn't it? It's called the Goy Defense League, and it's a small network of anti-Semitic provocateurs. Um, these guys are really anti-Semitic, um, led by John Minadeo of uh, John Minadeo Jr. of Petaluma, California. That's just north of here, actually. Um, they 
parodied with their logo here, the, uh, the logo of the uh, Anti-Defamation League, which is ADL. They're going as GDL. And uh, they're claiming it's the Goyim defense because Goyim is, you know, is a term that, a Yiddish term uh, for, uh, for non-Jews, which blows my mind that they would even use this word. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's a lesser-known word. But they're just trying to show that we know the enemy. We know that. I, I, think, it's, I think it's that. They're also, they're, I have another theory on this guy, and I'll get to that in a minute. So the GDL maintains that the Holocaust is a Jewish lie. And they're the ones that say hola hoax, and they sell T-shirts and shit like that that say hola hoax. And they think that the accounts of the Holocaust, it's just all propaganda, lies generated by Jews for their own benefit. Not to mention, guess who's responsible for 9-11? Oh, my God, the Jews. The Jews. Of course you guys were. You oh, did yeah. 9-11. No, no, Can no actual. Can you just say this guy's really Saxon, this really Anglo-Saxon last name of this guy again? Uh, I don't think he's Anglo-Saxon. I think he's uh, Italian. I think it's Minadeo. I think it's an Italian. Oh, Minadeo. In my mind, I was like, that sounds a bit more like Latin Spanish. Looking at the guy, he looks kind of like, he looks Italian. That's like darker hair. Um, But anyway, GDL members have embraced a variety of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories relating to the coronavirus and vaccines. Uh, Minadeo, in his Telegram videos, calls the virus the Jew flu. And he says... They're coming to do major torturing genocide. It's the truth. These fucking kikes are going to put a fucking needle in your arm. So don't trust them. You know, believe me, don't get the vaccine, guys. Just, just don't bother don't. doing it. Please don't. Please get one of these variants that is just going to strike you down dead. <laughs> It'll be great. Great um, for us. <laughs> just this past August, a GDL group led by Mr. Minadeo drove through Santa Monica in Venice shouting at pedestrians who were wearing face masks. Um, they, they, they have this effort that they call mask shame the sheep. And they were calling the ped- pedestrians who were walking around yarmulke slaves and told them to take off their Jewish face yarmulkes. That's another word that most people don't know. Is yarmulke. the yarmulke the little skull cap? Yeah, it's like the little uh, Jewish skull cap. Um, in December 2020, uh, Colorado GDL members hung a banner from a Denver overpass that read, COVID-19 is a lie. It's not about health. It's about control. And then in Austin, Texas, just this past October, GDL members were harassing women at COVID-19 testing sites. And they also hung a banner from an overpass that read, Vax the Jews, which I actually support. We Jews should keep getting vaxxed because, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I think vax the Jews and vax every, every, everyone else who's enlightened and somewhat intelligent. Vax the readers. People who read books, vax them. That's, yeah. that's a good idea. Um, propaganda distribution that they do with the flyers and the banner drops are some of the many tactics that they use to harass Jews and draw attention to their cause. They do something called Name the Nose Tours, oh, where they no. drive around. Oh, no. <laughs> they drive around on these anti-Semitic tours uh, they did one in Austin, California, Houston, um, and they harassed individuals on the streets and highways, um, yelling Jewish slurs from their vans at people like, I don't even know if these people are Jewish that they're yelling the slurs at, but they're calling them kikes from their vans as they cruise around. Um, and these vans are covered with like anti-Semitic statements and symbols, uh, swastikas. And, they, oh, and these guys are like, you know, sticking their head out the window being like, fucking kikes. 
nice yarmulke face mask. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Weirdos. I would just be like, fuck you. Fuck off, the, you scrubber. The other thing they do is they pose as Jews. So they, they they do these stunts online. This is getting they, sexual now. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. They wear costumes posing as Jews. So Minadeo here recorded himself driving around California dressed as an Orthodox Jew. And he was calling himself the honest rabbi. And he he was issuing going up to random people, issuing confessions and apologizing uh, for 9-11 and saying he was sorry for lying about the Holocaust. How this hilarious would that have been? Cosplay, it is it? it's bizarre. It, it makes no sense. Another guy here, another one of their members, this guy Jason Brown, uh, was in Florida dressed as a unicorn and wearing a sign that said, the Holocaust is, is as fake as this unicorn. And Can meanwhile, I just say, as somebody who lives very close to Scotland, that is offensive to Scottish people because the unicorn is the symbol of Scotland. And so the unicorn worse, doesn't exist, it's Scottish. Even worse, he was wearing a yarmulke underneath the costume and would say, Look, I'm Jewish, and we made the Holocaust up. As if that makes any sense to anyone. You're in, what? You're in Florida. You're probably on some bath salts, anyways. That's just gonna creep you out. That's gonna send you on a face-eating rampage. Here's my. Is theory. that what they want? Here's my theory. These guys have a Jew fetish. It's what it sounds like to me. Because you've got to physically go out there, buy these costumes, put them on, wear them, and you know what? One day you'll become the mask that you are. He's obsessed with Jews in a weird sexual way, this Minadeo guy. I bet That's he what wears it like. I bet he wears his rabbi costume when he's having sex with his girlfriend or miscellaneous. I don't think he has sex with his girlfriend. I think he looks in the mirror and masturbates while he's got his rabbi costume on. Well the but other thing too, you know, they're very, very uh, anti gay. So they're they're well, all of course they are Nazis. Yeah, they're very anti gay. Which is another thing. People who are very anti gay. Probably Can I say themselves. that when you get a group of men together, especially when there's multiple men and they're all just hanging out, men in a room together where women kind of aren't allowed, there's nothing homosexual about that. It's just about men being men together. Well, what about their, what... Yeah, but what about their group Jewish cosplay masturbation sessions? There's Is nothing gay? gay about that because it's just men doing men's stuff together and it's good to you know just do men's stuff where women aren't allowed to interact with you because there's nothing homosexual about it well i looked this guy up uh minadeo and he has an imdb he's a failed actor and writer hey, he, yeah he did a movie hilarious. called he, he wrote a movie called curveball 2011 i don't know if he was i think he wrote it and he was in it uh another one called reality tv movie and vampire that came out in 2011 which i've never heard of any of these but I'd be willing to wager that the reason he hates Jews is because he's not a successful actor. I, I think maybe the people are like, yeah, we're not going to cast you in this movie. Or we're not going to fund your ridiculous uh, idea here. And even regardless of whether these people, because not everyone who works in you know, Disney and yeah, Sony and Paramount are Jewish. No, seriously. There's a lot of people that aren't Jewish, actually. I'd say Jews are the minority you know, in this industry. Um, and I, there's many reasons why your screenplay might be rejected. Many reasons. It could be the economy. It could be the market. It could be the direction the studio is going in. It could be it's that you're not a, a talentless reason. hack. Exactly. It's not. 
validation for your hatred of Jews. And it's classic transference, if you think about it. When someone hurts you, the hurt lives inside of you. And you're transferring this feeling onto someone else. And so I think what happened here is he has like attraction fused with hatred. And it's all yeah. from fears of fear of rejection. Well, don't they say that there's a possibility that one of like Hitler's stepmothers or grandmothers, grandmothers was Jewish and she was very harsh to the point that it used to turn him on sexually. And that's one of the reasons that he might have started to begin his sexual slash fascination with the Jews. Well, haven't you read, didn't, didn't, wasn't there a theory that he was like obsessed with some Jewish girl who rejected him? That's another theory as yeah. well. I, I mean, there's so many theories. About know, there's why. lots of theories. But I mean, that, that's, that it makes sense to me. That this guy hates Jews, and it's all because yeah, it of does. does he hate Jews, or is it a weird psychosexual attraction to Jews? To that it definitely which he is hates. when he's dressing up as them. It's That's it's weird. above and beyond. I can understand like you know distributing your little flyers or doing your Vax the Jews banner drops, but when you're putting on Jewish clothing and then interacting in society as a Jew, you're kind of crossing the line there into some kind of weird cosplay fetish type activity it's yeah, creepy his tiny little dick totally has a little woody the whole time he has his rabbi cloak on i mean the gdl's goal here is to cast aspersions on jews and spread anti-semitic conspiracy theories obviously but it's not just jews i mean they hate abortion everyone uh, you know, i bet yeah. yeah they hate the lgbtq community uh, but the Jews are the degenerates who molest children and advocate for pornography. Although the gays also tend to molest kids as well. But here's something kind of interesting if you start looking into this group. Uh, one of their activists and core members, a guy named Jesse Shank, uh, was arrested after he allegedly solicited sex from a decoy 14-year-old online. <laughs> Well, of course, it's all the same. It's like the Catholic Church and the priests, isn't it? It's just always so in your face. It's Jimmy Savile. Well, I think that's just one of the many examples of this hypocritical and inconsistent ideology of these guys. Like you ask them, how did the Jews create this disease? How are they transmitting this coronavirus? How? Like by what means? They can't answer that. You ask them, why would the Jews engineer a virus that cost the film industry the industry that they supposedly control and own cost them billions of dollars, billions of dollars, the coronavirus. They can't explain it. And the reason being is because they're too dim-witted to think it through that far. That's the problem. It's like, dude, if you're going to have these theories, have some foundational evidence. Have some, some kind of basis and truth that you could support. See, do you know what you sound like? You sound like me when I get very upset when people say anyone other than Lee Harvey killed John F. Kennedy. That's what you, this is me in the pub but, at but 2 a.m. But it's the same thing. Angry. It's like, show me some evidence. Show me some evidence, some factual evidence that, that you can corroborate your belief system with. You can't because, because you hate someone for their skin color or for their creed. It makes zero sense to me, this indiscriminate hatred. It's a, it's a herd mentality. And it just shows well, it your, your low intellect. Yeah, they're really the sh they're the sheep, too. That's what it's come down to. In fact, well, they they're are. an insult to sheep because sheep are a delightful animal. You know, the thing is, though, it's, in, it's not just Jews being blamed for this pandemic. Obviously, Asian, Asians have been the target of uh, racist hatred as well. You look at yeah. assholes like uh, Milo Yiannopoulos or, uh, or Tucker Carlson, 
who referred to the COVID as the Chinese flu, the Kung flu, the Wuhan Weezer, and my favorite, the Ching Chong Chinky Wong Sweet and Sour Sickness. <laughs> I'm not even, this is what they say. I'm not even making that up. Um, you know, there's a survey that came out by, uh, by the American Jewish Committee in October 2021, found out that one in four Jewish Americans was a victim of, a victim of an anti-Semitic incident in the past year. And that's just Jews. So one in four. Overall, another stat here, 45% of Asian American adults say they've experienced at least one of five specific racist incidents since the start of the coronavirus outbreak. In America. Across the world. Oh, across the world. Shit. Across the world. I mean, it's fucked. It's fucked. And so with a new variant emerging every month, you know, this pandemic is far from over. <laughs> I think we're going to be having to deal with this for like probably the next year or two. But I think the fact of the matter is the virus will eventually die out. Eventually we'll learn to live with it. But the anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and the prejudice, that's going to live on. Oh, that's never going anywhere. I don't think that's ever going to go anywhere. Learn to live with it, D. Learn Simon. to live with it. Anyway, Bill, this episode 825 here is sick and wrong. Got some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, guys, it's Stephen again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is the number of the Sick and Wrong hotline. And people, we are like backlogging calls right now. So if you call, you might make it either on the regular show, you might make it on the second show, but we're definitely going to play your call on the show. Just keep it under three minutes. And you can even email us, sickandwrongpodcast at gmail.com. Um, one of the callers who... Uh, who uh, called in called in this week here, called in the show, emailed the show, and sent me a Facebook message of, with the call. I know who this is. Yeah. He went above and beyond. He was like, I'm going to make sure D. Simon gets my fucking phone call. And That's I appreciate that. I appreciate the tenacity. Um, anyway, here's the first call. Um, happy holidays call. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. It's your favorite borderline gal, Christina Collin. How are you? I don't know if this is going to come in time. You missed it. But uh, thank you, though. Happy holidays there, Christina. Merry yeah, I Christmas. got it wrong. I thought it was going to be the what? Uh, that's coming up next. <laughs> nice. Yeah, on the holiday show. But if it is, happy holidays to Wackerly. Can't wait to hear you on the fucking podcast as well as steel uh wow what another glorious trash fire of a year it's been um i do want to talk a little bit about um i haven't heard the most recent episode but i heard that thanksgiving episode and guess what me and ryan keely are in a porno together whoa that's crazy I wonder, was that, I wonder if that's recent or if that was from uh, 
like a, a while ago. Yeah, from back in the day. Maybe. I, I'm trying to think of the timeline here because Christina, Christina took a bit of a hiatus where she started listening to the show again. So would she, uh, let's say around 2010, 2011, I might have the times fucked up, but I think it was around that time she was in porn. And Christina, you might remember when you um, posed, actually I'm going to post that to uh, the group, a really sexy uh, sexy uh, photo of you wearing like our pentagram shirt. Um, but during that time, Ryan Keeley had taken a break from porn. And so she became like All an right. esthetician. It was really weird. Like she was doing penthouse and I think like lesbian porn. I might, I think, yeah, lesbian porn at that time. And then like she just couldn't really get gigs as much. I think probably because she was like, oh, like 26 or 27 or something. And so she decided to just be like, you know, I'm going to shift. I'm going to get a new career. And so she went to esthetician school and ended up becoming an esthetician for a few years. But then she decided to get back into it. At this point, she was like, I don't know, maybe 31, 30. And so now she's a stepmom. And she's fucking became America's favorite stepmom. And now she's got like, you know. uh, Got like a million followers on Instagram. Yeah, and I just got like a million followers and her career's booming. So I wonder if, Christina, if you were in it back, probably is when she was doing lesbian porn back in, uh, like in uh, early, like 2010, 20, early, 2012. Early yeah, it might have been then. Anyway. Now, we're not in it. I, I didn't get to perform with her, unfortunately. She's very beautiful. Um, but we, if I remember it correctly, it is called therapy. It was a masturbation porn. So I think all of us or right. most of us gals have solo scenes. If not, it's like solo girl on girl. And she was in. I don't get this. So it was just a solo scene of a girl masturbating. That's it? Yeah, this is definitely back in the day porn. I remember when this type of porn was so popular. But it's a Probably whole movie is. of like it's 10 different girls old, masturbating? Yeah. yeah, and it would like, you know, go from like each chick or sometimes it'd be two chicks together but it's not it never gets like raunchier than that do they squirt well just squirting when you know when did seymour butts start making the girls squirt was that about the year like what 98 99 yeah that probably was and, and then squirting was fucking huge wasn't it and everyone was like uh, the other day I whacked off to a porn that I actually, you know what, I was whacking off. I was just ready to start. I was just getting into it. You know, I was just like found the video. I was like, oh, this one's hot. And it was like this chick like masturbating this girl that was squirting. And I was like, you know, ready to get to the point. And fucking Caliban comes out and starts playing with my headphones, like pulling them out of my ears. And uh, while I was and I was just like, you ruined it. You ruined it, cat. And I was done. Didn't even masturbate. That's why you don't get a sphinx cat. I'm, I'm not into squirting. I kind of think it's gross. It's messy. You know it's piss. It's messy. It's just pussy piss. I've I, got like, to I wear my Wellingtons. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticky and it gets everywhere. I shan't have it. I was in it, but we were in separate things, uh, separate scenes. I didn't get to meet her, but that's a fun fact. Uh, it is a fun fact. I also had an experience where I was masturbating to somebody that I knew, but I didn't know them originally. So um, hmm. I had been watching the same porno. It's like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I got really into like, oh, I'm at the doctors getting my 
fucking pap smear or whatever, and he decides to stick his dick in me and fuck me. I don't know what it is about that kind of porno. I just had a taste for it. So I went. That's weird, medical porn. Like, does that turn you on at all? I've never been into medical porn, but I can see why people like it. It's the same as, like, you know, wanting to be fucked by a priest or a nun. Yeah, but getting a pap smear, like, I don't, it's hard to, to, to sexualize that, in my opinion. I, 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 I'm not sure. Well, I you're already naked, you're vulnerable, and then, like, Dr. Dick comes in, and he's just like, this is the tastiest vagina I've seen all day. And you're like, oh, doctor. And then there you go. It's that easy, isn't it? I have an unorthodox technique for pap smears. I use it my dick. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> and just popped in. Oh, I don't own a fucking VCR. I was just watching. Um, I was watching it on X videos, and I found out that I was masturbating to Tommy fucking Pistol, who is a part of the alt porn days. Um, but that's so funny because I know Tommy Pistol. So if you, I don't know. I don't know how small the porn community is, but if you ever come across Tommy Pistol, tell him Simone Valentino says hello. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, you take care and have a happy holidays. Bye. Happy holidays there, Christina. Steele um, would have loved that call. I kind of like that pseudonym, Simone Valentino. Valentino. Well, Valentino's um, a great... Like, you know what? El- one of Elvis's nicknames was um, the Vibrating Valentino. <laughs> vibrating Doesn't that sound Valentino. like a vibrator? Like, I would <laughs> that buy actually that should be a vibrator. Adam and Eve, if you're listening, you should make a Vibrating Valentino. Well, no, I'm TMing it. I'm already TMing it. I'm going to get Kenneth Anger to sponsor it. It's like something Kenneth Anger would sponsor. Who is, uh, well, yeah, well, he's going to make a different kind of uh, vibrator. Um, who is Tommy? Do you know Tommy Pistol? Have you ever? You I don't ever, know uh, Tommy Pistol. Look, I only know the names of like the male porn stars from like the seventies and the eighties because they were the only like five dicks that they used back then. But now there's so many of them, and I'm trying to no, think of which. There's never been a man in a porno that I've ever been like. I'm gonna follow his career the way I have done with ladies. What about uh, Ron Jeremy? <laughs> Never been a Ron Jeremy fan. Yeah. He, he also falls into the seventies and eighties category, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, I'm not that avid of a porn fan to know names these days. I guess the only modern male porn star I can, can think of right now, off the top of my head, is James Dean. Yeah, but he's not even modern D. He's been going for like what twenty years. Yeah, and, I, and the only reason I know him is because of the controversy. Other than that, it's like, yeah, I only know, like, Randy West, Joey Silvera, Ron Jeremy, all yeah. the 80s ones and 70s ones. Although uh, do, female porn stars, I, I do know a fair amount of female I know a fucking ones. ton of, like, modern female porn stars, but I get stuck in, like, the niche of I'll find one I really like, and then there's I don't need to watch another female porn star for, like, a year because I'm watching exclusively her. I've Same become, with me. I've become, I simp for them. Well, same with me. Like, the only one I watch is Evelyn Clare, and that's the only Fuck. one <laughs> that I went to. Um, she is mine. <laughs> you cannot have Evelyn Clare. She belongs to me. I was so mad because I had my headphones in. Caliban, I was like, Evelyn, <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> she can squirt, actually. So Can she? Just a, yeah, she's not she's not one of those squirters where it becomes like a paddling pool. But she, I've seen porn with her where she's squirting. I always just find the whole thing is just kind of weird, like that the squirting thing. It's like it's like 
like some kind of defense mechanism. Like, it you is know, like it's just like you yeah. spray it out. It's like a lizard. Yeah. It's like a skin cobra. It's just weird. I just think it's piss. And people are like, oh, no, no, it can't be piss. It's like, where else is all this liquid coming from? It's not coming from like your womb or your uterus. No, it's it's, it's definitely bladder. urine. It's definitely actually Christina is squirting piss. I'm sure you've been asked this a hundred times. I'm fully convinced that it's piss. Or mostly I, I piss. think it's like mild piss, but with like a pussy taste. I think it's like ninety percent piss and then maybe ten percent other secretions. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on and you know, coming in and out of that whole that region. Sometimes so, I think they just fake it as well. They just make the they just give you like force it into your into your vagina and then you just gotta squeeze squeeze your muscles out when you fake come in. What are you saying like kinda like two girls one cup? That's what Wacko used to say. That's not yeah, real shit. I, it's chocolate ice well, cream that they shoved up in there. That's totally hundred percent true. Two girls, one cup is fake as fuck, and so and so is some uh, squirting. So you're saying, wait, the piss? They like someone like took like a I don't know, like a bottle or something, poured a bunch of piss in there, like a plunger and just or a baster. Well, no, it wouldn't be piss in that circumstance, was it? Sometimes <laughs> it's so white, it's like PVA just glue. Tang. I'd be like, no, you can't do that. I'll get fresh. Some iron brew. Is that what they're yeah. putting in there? <laughs> I bet. Oh, my God. I bet porn stars just get frush all the fucking time. No, no, probably. Well, I, I bet you that's the least of their worries, actually. Well, no, I um, think AIDS is the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, at the hierarchy, I'd probably rather have thrush than AIDS. Anyway, uh, happy holidays, Christina. Hope you had a good one, and happy new year. Uh, this next call actually fits in with the uh, subject matter of this week's show, um, it's the Wad who Facebook messaged me and emailed me his call. Um, here it is. He was uh, mistaken for a Nazi. The Wad is mistaken for a Nazi. Hello, Kate and D. It's me, the Wad. The Wad. Shortly after I turned 19, I started shaving my head. Prior to that, I had one of those late 90s reverse mullets, shaved on the side, long on top, parted down the middle. After I started shaving my head, I was repeatedly mistaken as a neo-Nazi skinhead. That makes sense, though. I met this guy. He's a big dude, you know, and he's not like, I know he's half Arabic, but uh, looking at him, he, you, I wouldn't have thought just meeting him without knowing his his background, I wouldn't have thought. I thought he was just like a white guy, like a big white guy with a bald head. Who's a bit tanned. Yeah, a little bit tanned. And, uh, you know, and it, you know, it was dark when we were hanging out, so maybe I couldn't tell as much. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying it was dark. We were like at the rainbow and it, it was, was dark. dark as it was all you could see his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, it was dark out. So I'm just saying I couldn't really tell. The, the exact complexion of his skin. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't have known, you know, well, he was, well, he was of officer, Arabic descent. I couldn't tell if the gentleman was white or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I would have t- been able to tell he was of Arabic descent. I would have thought he was a white guy. So I'm just saying, if he grew up, you know, he lives in like Ohio, that area. Um, I, there's a lot of skinheads over in that that region, Michigan, oh, yeah, Ohio. Is. So I'm, I'm assuming they think, oh, this guy's a big, bald guy, he's probably a skinhead. 
But this Shaved has been around heads. the year of um, American History X as well. Yeah. Weren't yes. nearly as common back then. And it seemed like a lot of people had this image in their head from movies like American History X. Yep. And Higher Learning. Yeah, People would look at a big, white-looking guy with a shaved head and assume he was a white supremacist. Or in my case, a whitish-looking guy. I'm biracial. That's what I'm saying, whitish. One incident I can recall, myself and a friend of mine were having a drink at a bar. These two random dudes just came in and sat down next to us. The one, one next to me and one next to my friend. The guy who sat next to me looked like any regular white guy. He was wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. The guy that sat... Well, there you go. White t-shirt and jeans. I wonder if they have, like, a secret handshake. You I was going to say, it, this is either, like, two homosexuals working together as a team to trap their prey, or this is, like, what cult people do. You know, they're going to come and sit either side of you and your... I'd be like, this is weird. Why are you... I'm just talking to my buddy here. I don't want to... I'm not, I don't want to talk to you, strange man. I've heard they always, like, they cup each other's balls for, like, 30 seconds. And then if you just let it go, then you're in the club. What, the gays or the neo-Nazis? Both. Same difference, to be fair. <laughs> Next to my friend was a big, heavy-set, bald dude. I didn't see any of the bald guy's tattoos, but my friend said he had a totem cross and an SS tattooed on his forearm. Same. So the guy next to me starts chatting me up, asking There's if we live in the area, boy. if we go to school around here. That's fucking weird. Is that how, are they recruiters? Are they like skinhead recruiters? Maybe, but at this point it had already gone on too far. I'd be like, look, I'm just here hanging with my buddy. I don't want to talk to you, strange man. It's just Stop weird that these two dudes me. would sit down and try to be like, hey, so do you go to school around here? What's your age, son? Do you have a military background? Are those Doc Martens that you're wearing? It's just like, what are you asking me all these questions for, you weirdo? Speaking of Doc Martens, do you want to know one of my favorite fun Doc Martin facts? Is it the Blood, blood uh, Oxbloods Doc Martens? Exclusively, color. the color skinheads. So, so wondering... throughout all, all of the 70s, if you were, a, you would have been a skinhead wearing those types of Doc Martens. I think it's funny now because you see hipster cunts wearing that color, and I'm always just like, uh, you're fucking skinhead. Skinhead. I just wonder if these guys are wearing Oxblood. Doc Martens, maybe. If they observe I didn't them. realize they were Nazis at first. I was thinking, why is this dude I never met being so friendly with me? Then the big bald dude asked if we listen to Screwdriver. Hey! <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know who Screwdriver is, they are an English white power punk band. Now, my friends and I would occasionally play that shit and laugh at how offensive it was. So my response to the question was to laugh and say, fucking screwdriver. <laughs> that is said, really You know funny. what? The first album isn't actually a Nazi album. It was the lead singer, Screwdriver, and half the band left when he started getting all militant about it. So I'd have been like, yeah, the first album's pretty good, actually. But anything after that is real fucking shit. And I would have said, I, known. I prefer the band Jew Driver. Hey. Which is the Jewish uh, cover band, the Screwdriver songs, but they've changed it to make the lyrics all Jewy. Go check them out. They're way better than Screwdriver. Yes. And then after that, the guy next to me asked, so are you guys white power? And my oh, response no. was, no, nah, dude, I'm an Arab. <laughs> then he asked about my political views. 
And I said, well, since I'm of Palestinian descent, I'm definitely not pro-Israel, but I don't hate all Jews. Some of my favorite comedians are Jews. But I'm also definitely not a fan of George W. Bush, who was president at the time. You know, were the white supremacists big fans of George W. Bush, like they were of Trump? I f- yeah, probably, because he's like, he's a Republican, straight-laced, married, like, what more do you want? Yeah, like, going don't on re- golfing holidays. He was bombing the shit out of Arabs. But I, the one thing I don't understand, I don't recall during that period that white supremacy was as prominent as it was the four years of Trump's presidency. I don't think so, but you are talking about a totally different time period. I mean, different era. people didn't even have like, yeah, people didn't even have like fucking cell phones really back then. So yeah, there was definitely have been neo Nazis. They just well, no, there were on the internet. D. No, there were, but I'm just saying I just don't think they were as prominent. I don't think they were marching in Charlottesville, West Virginia, screaming "Jews will not replace us" during the Bush presidency as they were, um, you know, the Trump presidency. I thought all that, not my president, not my president was like just so funny. And then when Trump came along, there was none of that. Nobody was like saying that all that type of stuff. I mean, what? No effects were writing fucking The Decline, a 10 minute long song about George W. Bush. But for Trump, there was a lot of upset people, but there was no like real not my president movement because it was everywhere. Well, there was still with the I'm with her and people that didn't, you know, there was that. It wasn't and, the like, same. Wasn't but the you same. know, I don't recall. That was the one thing I never understood. It's like there was no like rage against the machine esque type of protests uh, towards Trump. Is there, you know, actually, uh, what was the super group? Chuck D, um, dude from Cypress Hill, Tom Morello. Oh, this already sounds awful. Yeah, but they they were. They made a group that was like a kind of a against rage Trump. against the machine thing against Trump. But, but yeah, was, like where was Jello Biafra? Where was like everyone else? Yeah, because you know? not my president. Like you know, they loads of bands did tours. They did charity singles. Like actually, Jello did a, uh, a Nazi punks fuck off updated version for, about Trump. Did he? Yeah, I'm unaware of that. No, he updated it about that. And I do think Al Jorgensen also did something. So there was, but it just, it didn't seem as um, obvious and pervasive as it was, you know, during the Bush presidency. And then he looks over at the bald guy sitting next to my friend and says, come on, man, let's go. And my friend actually reached out and tried to shake the big bald dude's hand. And his response was to say, no, I don't want to shake your hand. And then after they left, my friend said to me, dude, why did you tell them you were Arab? I'm not trying to get in a fight with those motherfuckers. Yeah, he was kind of a pussy. And I was like, man, fuck them. Now, I got another story about being mistaken as a Nazi, which is even funnier. Um, I'll call about that in part two. Keep it sit, keep it wrong. Oh, I want to hear that there, Wad. 
Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, fuck Nazis. Seriously, fuck Nazis. I'll say that, and I'll say that right to their face. They'll probably beat the shit out of me. But yes, fuck Nazis. And I wouldn't say that to them, even though you know I, I identify as an atheist, Jewish by heritage. They would ask me, and I'm like, yeah, fuck. First of all, I don't think any of them would have sat next to this Jewy bastard. <laughs> but- oh, no, they would have seen your nose a mile away, D, and they would have just known. <laughs> yeah, but if they would have said something to me, I'd have been like, fuck you. And then got my I ass just kicked. don't get it. I just do not get it. Especially, like, why? I, do, I, do, I don't understand. And if I, you were to go up to any of them and ask them to, like, detail any point of the Second World War, you fucking no, know they can't well, no, do because it. They're Read a idiots. history book, you fucks. Halfwits. Seriously, bald halfwits that just like to beat the shit out of each other. Or beat, beat the shit out of people because it's racially motivated. Hatred. But do you remember, I don't, did they have these guys in England? I remember this growing, you know, in college in Ann Arbor. And when we'd hang out in Detroit, so there were in Detroit, there was a, a lot of skinheads. And then when you went to shows, especially punk shows and metal shows, you'd see them and they'd come out and they'd start all sorts of, of trouble. I remember my freshman year of college, we went and saw Motorhead. Um, it was Motorhead and a band called the Feisty Cadavers, and they played at Harpo's. Feisty Cadavers was a Detroit band. Um, so many skinheads showed up at that show and it was like the bikers that were there from motorhead and the hessians versus the skinheads and it was just a bloody rumble and then outside the show lead singer the feisty cadavers was shot in the face and died um Holy it was shit. yeah no it was a fucking mess and then later i saw napalm death and like uh, the whole thing they had to stop the show because uh the skinheads were Skinheads were in full force, and they were, like, screaming shit. And you know what was really weird? I, I want to say the band that played before was Obituary, who I don't think is a skinhead band, but they weren't, I don't know, they're like, this one's for the crowd or whatever, and they did a, a song, and, like, the skinheads were going nuts. And uh, or they said something like, or whatever band it was, they were like, this one's for the skins, and they're going nuts in the pit, beating the fuck out of each other. And then Napalm Death came on, and Barney's like, this one's for the skins. Nazi punks, fuck off, you fucking faggots. And so he yelled at them, and it just all hell broke loose. They rushed the stage, security came out, and they had to stop the show. But I was just yeah. like, I remember seeing that. I was just like, fuck yeah. I suppose it's a bit different over here, because over here, skinheads, usually, and like this is still what I think a skinhead is in like a punk term, is someone who listens to the specials and two-tone. They're not... There's and they'll fucking smoke weed with anyone. They're not. They'll take speed with anyone. It's not a racial thing over here to be a skinhead. It evolved into that later on in certain pockets and sects. But over here, like because we're much more in touch with the Second World War than what you guys are, because you know our it's only a couple of generations back that we were fighting it, and there's so many reminders wherever you go. Yeah, that neo-Nazism is Nazis. fucking squashed, mate. I'm not saying the same for the continent. Yeah, I was about to say. Definitely let's, in the UK. <laughs> how was it in Poland? But, you know, you guys didn't have, like, here, I mean, you'd see these dudes show up. It was always the same thing. The jeans, the Doc Martens, the white T-shirts. Yeah, they've got a uniform. The skinheads, and that's what they'd all wear. The, the thing that was confusing about it is sometimes there were sharps. Like, did you guys have sharps? No, we don't have sharps, but I wonder if that's like... Because if you go into London now, if you go to like to a La Vida gig where it's all La Vida bands, all of them are like shaved heads, 
Doc Martens, blue jeans and white See, t-shirts. Those guys might be sharps because sharps were skinheads against racial prejudice. So okay. they would also be violent and beat the fuck out of you, but it's not racially motivated hatred. They just fucking are violent motherfuckers. So it was weird when you're in Detroit and you go to shows. It's like, okay, is that a racist skinhead or is that a violent sharp? And you never really knew. I mean, it would play out. And sometimes the sharps would fight against the skins. And it was just kind of one of those things. It was just a bunch of violent assholes, put it that way. You know, it's, it's men in it. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, like, just fucking calm down, dickheads, and smoke some weed, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I want to hear your uh, part two there, Wad. Thanks for Me calling too. in, and Happy New Year, man. Uh, people, you call Sick Wrong Hotline at 323-522-4032. Um, check out uh, Sick and Wrong's second show on Patreon. We do a whole second show every week here on the Patreon. Uh, this week we chatted about Kate Rambo drunkenly trying to fake a positive COVID test using her own urine. Um, didn't work, just spoiler. I also and- squirted onto <laughs> them too. That also didn't work. And me almost getting carjacked by two Mexicans on my way to Long Beach who thought I was Joaquin Phoenix. For some reason, I, <laughs> I still don't get it. I really don't get it, but you can hear that whole story. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Like Joaquin Phoenix is driving a 2007 Prius with the handle of his trunk falling off. Like, yeah, that's what Joaquin drives he, around he town. He could, you know, I, I think Joaquin doesn't care about stuff like that. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, that's on second show. We release it every Sunday. Um, it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more messy. It's a lot more saucy. Um, and that's just uh, just five bucks a month for that. And for a few bucks more, you get our Sick and Wrong News segment, uh, where uh, this week uh, we're discussing the new iPhone app that stops premature ejaculation. Um, Michael Jackson's son, Blanket, changed his name. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can hear that. Uh, many people might not know this, but North Korea actually invented the burrito. Don't believe the conspiracy that the Mexicans invented it because they didn't. It was Kim Jong-il. You can hear all about that on the Sick and Wrong News. Yes. And also, uh, we got a Sick and Wrong uh, bonus episode, the Sick and Wrong Overkill that Kate does every week. Uh, this week, uh, it was on, on Elvis um, and the Hillbilly Cat Years. Yeah. Elvis's early life has got it all. It's got like incest. It's got murder, dead babies, and Elvis. A lot going on on the Patreon. It really is. So sign up today, patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Start the new year right. Support sick and wrong. We do appreciate it. It keeps the show going. Uh, Also, you can buy some sick and wrong merch if you want to look cool in school. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. I think that'd be really funny if you're just wearing this like podcast shirt. (laughs) In your school. I love podcasting. Yeah, I just love people this People don't get bullied enough in school. Show it's up a, in a podcasting t-shirt. It's been on for like 15 years, and it's just, it's cool. They talk about true crime and bukkake. Um, <laughs> Sickroundpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope. Buy yourself some merch. Um, you know, it wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't be a new year if uh, we didn't start out with some celebrity deaths. Um, so way it goes. Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, Betty White, I mean... Her days she died of... too young, D. It was too young, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> she was taken away from us prematurely. Oh, my uh, goodness. Just only a couple weeks shy of her 100th birthday, uh, Betty White uh, passed away on December 31st at the age of 99. 
we were um, talking about this because to me i golden girls is not a thing over here i've never seen a golden girls episode i'm obviously aware of betty white and some cool things she's said but i know nothing about her well for your information for your information k rambo the golden girls was only just one portion of her career that spanned over nine decades she had a 90 year career I'm hoping Kurt Russell gets to 90 In Hollywood. Years. That's crazy. Um, no official cause of death was revealed at the time, but I suspect it was fentanyl-laced <laughs> cocaine. Fentanyl-laced cocaine. You got to watch out, people. Test your drugs. Yes. Um, speaking of uh, testing drugs, you know who died today? And this is, I was even more upset about this one. Bob Saget. Bob well, Saget. At the time of D, at this cutting time that we're going to air, they don't actually know if it was drugs or not. But I read one thing where it said no foul play, which to but me suggests Bob Saget, America's favorite dad. Yeah, so Bob Saget just is not a thing over here. I, I'm be surprised about that. Actually, I kind of want to. I want to query English fans. How many of you have actually heard of Bob Saget? I like think a, I, I think maybe you haven't heard of Bob Saget. Um, no, it's like Betty White. I'm very culturally aware of Bob Saget. But if you told me to tell you a Bob Saget joke, just like I couldn't tell you a Betty White joke, I can't. Um, They're not my generation, you. I'm the MTV generation, not the old folks generation like you. No, Bob Saget was definitely around in your generation, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I know he was very popular here because of his, like... You know, America's favorite dad, and when he was in that home, that America's funniest home videos, and Full House, obviously. But he was a raunchy comedian. I've seen him a couple times, and uh, yeah, hilarious live. He's hilarious live, and his crowd work's amazing. And if people have seen the uh, the Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget, uh, that's probably one of, the, one of the better roasts. But it's funny because it's it's a great they assemble a great group of comedians. Um, and actors at that one, and they all rip on Bob Saget, and he takes it, he takes it really well, just kind of laughing, joking with everybody, but at the end, he comes out and rips everyone a new asshole, because he's that good of a comedian. Nah, he's hilarious. But anyway, Bob Saget uh, died January 9th um, at a hotel in Orlando. They found him uh, unresponsive, 65 years old, yeah. But to be uh, fair, if I was in Orlando, I would also want to die. So I'm kind of with Bob Saget on that one. I can imagine. Cause of death, not been announced, but I also suspect cocaine laced with fentanyl. It's killing well, everybody li- these he days. Was a dro- he was, he's a comedian. He loves cocaine. Come on, name a comedian that doesn't fucking love drugs. They all party. <laughs> anyway, um, I say we dedicate the song of the week to uh, both Betty White and uh, Bob Saget here. It's, it was Elvis's birthday, January 8th. Uh, he was born in uh, 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. He would have been 87 years old this year, Elvis Irvin Presley. Um, we're going to end the show with a song called Promised Land, which is where Betty White and Bob Saget are going right now to join Elvis. Uh, yeah. Uh, rest in power, Betty and Bob. And Elvis. People will be back next week with episode 826. Till then, take it sleazy. I left my home in Norfolk, Virginia, California, home my mind. I straddled that Greyhound and rode him into Raleigh and on across Carolina. I had more trouble to turn into a struggle halfway across.
there who care a little about me and I won't let the poor boy down. Do you hear me, son? Because a goat, now listen, no, fucking listen. Put it on receive, dude. A goat, <laughs> why am I attacking you? I have no idea. It's a mode of choice. But a goat will eat a tin can, they'll eat fucking junk. They'll chew it up. You ever watch them? They'll fucking eat shit. And they will eat your junk right off, Jared. And you will be junkless, and you will have nothing. You'll have like a, tit, a tin plate where your, a tit plate. You'll have a nipple where your dick was. And you will be fucked. You'll be rat-fucked, and rat-fucking, that's even harder, because those little legs are very hard to get. Don't be a rat. rat. That's horrific. I think that's my worst kind of material, and I, I'll support what I just said, because there's other animals out there, you fucking knock it off. And you get it out of your head. Don't think, because an ostrich sticks his head in the ground, he ain't looking. Do you understand me, son? It's not the other white meat. You know what'll happen? His fucking, his head'll freak out. It's like you're teeing off at the end of the game. What? And then, if a turtle, Say a turtle goes by, Jared. I know what kind of, you'll be like, what the fuck? And a turtle, you know what happens if his head goes in and yours goes in? You got a turtle on your dick, son. You hear me? You listen to me, Jared. Because if it's a snapping turtle, then you're fucked. Because a snapping, I'm sorry, this is crude. The snapping turtle, I do children's parties, by the way, if ever you need me. 